hey, you want to go play with inflatable genitalia? <laughs> That's actually not a bad thing to think about your toenails. Well, the- You're like this close to being a cult leader. <laughs> Doing like a loose penguin arm. Yeah. I can come up with a better mantra than that. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. Yeah. We have to get right into something this week. Right right into well, it's hot. It's uh it's on my mind. I'm I'm a little bit steamed. <laughs> you steamed like a clam, Nathan. I'm steamed. Are you steamed like a clam or are you steamed like a a broccoli floret? Um it's like it's like halfway in between. Okay. Like a, a very lightly steamed okay. uh clam. Do we'll say that. Did I put olive oil on you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Extra virgin. Oh, of course. Is there any other kind really? When you buy oil at the store that just says olive oil on it. Yeah. That's well, whorish olive oil. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, it's it's congealed piss of yeah. the masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have extra virgin mm-hmm. or you've got or olive oil. Those are the only two choices. Whore oil. <laughs> I would like to go back in and edit every single episode of Rachel Ray to just say whore oil <laughs> instead of E-V-O-O. It would make her show so much more entertaining. It would. Um, E-V-O-O. I'm mostly saying that as an insult to Rachel Ray. Yes, me too. Because uh, her show's awful. Fuck Rachel so, Ray. Um, so <laughs> the reason I'm hot here is it it started earlier tonight. Yes. Um I was on Twitter, like I do, at Badlands Badly. Problem one. Follow me. Yeah. Uh and I started reading a conversation between the head of the Negro League Baseball Museum mm. and a blogger for the Cleveland in- not for the Cleveland Indians. Okay. A blogger that blogs about the Cleveland Indians. Okay. The Cleveland Indians have no idea that this man exists. <laughs> they couldn't care less. If something terrible happened to him, like just some devastating injury, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Indians would know nothing about it. He's That's so the level of relationship he has to the Cleveland Indians. Sounds like he might be planning something. It's Well, it's the same level of relationship I have to the Royals. Okay. I love the Royals. The Royals don't know that I exist. <laughs> and maybe tell people what the Negro League Museum is. Well, yeah, in case I'm, they don't I'm getting know. there. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting there. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Before Jackie Robinson yes. came and broke the color barrier in the sport of baseball, <laughs> the baseball, uh, there were there were the Negro Leagues. Yes, where black players, uh, if you can't figure it out by the name, that's a problem. But black players played baseball <laughs> in the Negro Leagues. Yes. Um, and many of the greatest baseball players of that era were in that league. It's riddled with legends yes. that we can't fully corroborate. Uh, cool Papa Bell Ugh. was faster than the speed of light, flipped a light switch, got into his bed in the hotel room. We don't know that that's a fact. <laughs> Seems amazing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine how many stolen bases he'd have in the major leagues. And what a One great... million. Well, what a great name. Yeah. Cool great Papa name. Bell. Cool Papa Bell. Well, and if you want good baseball names, the Negro Leagues are where to go. Yeah. Because you got you got all the nicknames like that. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm not going to get off on that. Tangent. Okay. All right. So <laughs> th- 
The you, man who is the head of the Negro League Museum mm-hmm, had taken umbrage with this Cleveland Indians blogger. Yes. Um, who no one cares about. His name's Ryan McChrystal. No one cares about him. Is it at Ryan McChrystal? Uh, it's at Tribe Fan Mick. Two okay. C's. Mick. Okay. <laughs> who who was saying that modern day players are stronger than players from a olden time. Like physically we'll say that. physically stronger. Physically stronger. Okay. Okay. Josh Gibson as the uh, Negro League president pointed out a catcher for the Homestead Grays swung a bat that was 40 ounces heavy. Okay. Much heavier than most modern bats. Those are like 30 ounces, 31 ounces, 29 ounces. They vary a little there. bit? Yeah. Okay. I mean, per player. Per player, okay. They, they get their preference. Right, sure, sure. So um, they went back and forth for a while. And I I didn't say anything <laughs> while I was reading <laughs> until the point that Ryan McChrystal said something along the lines of um, – and he's deleted all his tweets. Wow. So I can't, I can't quote him directly. Wow. But something about how all of those stories will die with you, old man. Oh, my God. To the guy that runs the Negro League Museum? Yeah, yeah. You know, the guy who just got a million dollars from Major League Baseball for his museum. Yeah. Because they recognize the historical significance of it. Well, there you go. There you go. So at that point, I can't be quiet anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So you came to his defense. Well, passive-aggressively. Okay. I'll say it was (laughs) passive-aggressive. I didn't say anything. Is there any other way on Twitter? Well, I guess there is aggressive-aggressive on Twitter. there's very aggressive. I've been aggressive before. Although, I will say my name is on my Twitter, so I'm not going to just troll for the sake of trolling. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not... You're not anonymous. Yeah, it's not an egg picture on my my Twitter. It's my face. You know that little egg picture? It just strikes me. Is... <clears throat> just so filled with potential. That's true. You have no idea what's in that egg. You don't know what's in it that egg. It could be anything. Lots Bird, of lots of dinosaurs. <laughs> That's true. It could be a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, so my passive aggressive version here was to just uh, take a screenshot of baseballhall.org oh. on the Josh Gibson page where it mm-hmm. says, and I quote, the Sporting News, baseball's written authority for decades, credited Gibson in 1967 with hitting a 580-foot home run in Yankee Stadium. Whoa. The ball landed two feet from the top of the bleacher wall. Josh was a better power hitter than Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, or anybody I'd ever seen, said former Cleveland Buckeye pitcher. I don't. I cut it off at that point because okay. it didn't. My point was it relevant. Across. This is from the Hall of Fame. Right, right, right. <laughs> so... Um, so I, I gave him this. He, in turn, started going at me saying it was scientifically impossible and told me to go back under my bridge, troll. Which, <laughs> again, I will point out, you're not a troll if your name is on your account. That's that's true. And you didn't start the trolling. He started the trolling. Right. You came to the defense. So he said it's not true. And I said, okay, I'll pass that along to the Sporting News and the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> You're defending not only the Negro League Museum, <laughs> you're defending a historical figure. A, a historical figure and in, you know, a roundabout way, 
The Sporting News, a very viable news source oh. for baseball. Okay. And the Baseball Hall of Fame. You are. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you're... I feel very noble. You should point. be. I um, see your so, armor. <laughs> so then he said, um, and I'm going to have to bounce back and forth because, as previously mentioned, this got me blocked. I so I'm, I'm having to go roundabout to find his tweets okay. to me. Sure, sure. Let's see. Da, 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 da. But up, 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 the stores. But up, 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 the um, chores. He, he told me your, quote, evidence mm. is a sports writer taking a wild guess. Mm. A wild guess that the ball landed two rows back in the it, – it, it has a specific location. But anyway. Interesting. And likely intentionally exaggerating. Hmm. Back under your bridge, troll. There we go. Uh, the problem is it's proven false. It's like citing a flat earth theory written before we knew the earth was round. Um, and I said... I don't find that analogous. No, it's it's actually very, <laughs> very poor logic. And I am said, I'm not citing proven evidence. I'm just saying that the uh, Negro League baseball president isn't just pulling this stuff out of thin air. Right. Just relax, friend. <laughs> Breathe. You're the worst person to fight with. Right? <laughs> right? Um, and he, let's see. And then he deleted this one, so I don't remember exactly what it was. Okay. But it was something along the lines of the logic of this argument is very Trumpian. Which is not a card you want to play to me. No. So I said, well, you can agree to disagree then and maybe do it more politely and less like the obnoxious hot take writers on ESPN in the middle of the day. And that got me blocked. It wasn't even that bad. (laughs) No, it wasn't. You were being very civil, it seems. Passive aggressive, yes, but civil as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... um, He's a hot take person. He's a hot take person. And hot take people are all douchebags. Do hot... that. This goes out to Skip Bayless. Who is that? I don't know. A hot take sports guy. Okay. All right. He's he's the definition of it. Real quick rundown on Skip Bayless. This is all you need to know. <laughs> Skip Bayless wrote a book about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. And in the book said that Troy Aikman is gay. Oh, my God. Um which makes you a terrible person for two reasons. Number one, you just outed a person right. for no reason. Right. And number two, it's not true, so you're bad at research. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, meh. Hot take, uh, you know, I, I, maybe it's not a term that gets around too much outside of the sports. Oh, it doesn't. It's a very sports okay. term. Okay, so it just means like... Let me, in, I'll, I'll put it in music terms. Okay. That'll help me. If you were talking to a person Mm -hmm. and you mentioned the band Weezer. Yes. And a person said, Rivers Cuomo gave up after the Blue Album and has never tried to write anything good ever again. (laughs) That's a dramatic hot take. Okay, I see. I see. Akin to what you would find on sports radio. Okay. Yeah. What's funny is when you said that I was I was already preparing my defense in yeah. my head. That's what happens. Oh yes, I see. If you how listen this to works. sports talk radio, okay, three out of every four shows are people making hot takes, 
and then people calling in going, I think you're way off base. <laughs> and the host goes, I don't think so. You're an idiot. Hang up. <laughs> It's a really civil discussion. It sounds fun for people. It's good. Um, it raises people up. It sounds Taoist. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a, it's very it's in tune with nature and the way. It's why I, I don't listen to sports talk radio very I, often. Well, it sounds like it also sounds a, quite a lot like politics or uh-huh. politics these mm-hmm. days, um, of which I'm sure we'll get to. Oh, there's a lot to get to there. this evening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. By the way, if you're not listening and it's not evening time, just know that we're experiencing evening for you. We've That's true. We've both had a few drinks. Mm-hmm. Ate something o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. We're in a place filled with good vibes. Mysterious I mean, they're, good they're vibes. They're okay vibes. An old recording studio. We've we've had black and mild wines. Not the finest cigar around, <laughs> but rather enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try to convince Nathan to go have another cigar later. We'll Just, see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, so that's – we're coming to you at a very evening space tonight. It's a Friday night. Mm-hmm. The world is quiet. It's very zen it's, in here. It's very zen except for – Now that room. I've stopped yelling about Twitter, it's yeah. very zen. Well, there's a calm. <laughs> well, you released. Uh-huh. You had a catharsis mm-hmm. and then a calm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, despite the party barges – the pedal taverns and the mobile back porches that go by every yeah, that's few a, seconds here in Nashville. That's a new one. Everything is pretty chill. There's a tractor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and a bus. There's a party bus, too. Can I, yeah. real quick, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. anyone out there who, considering. who is considering or has a loved one who's considering <laughs> having a bachelorette party uh-huh. in the city of Nashville, Yes, stop them. <laughs> Or stop yourself. Or at least cut down on the inflatable penises. We get it. We get it already. It's a bachelorette party. You want to be surrounded by dongs. <laughs> well, I mean. Of a variety of color. It's like colors? dongs. No, they're always. No. They're, well, I mean, there's there's flesh colored, but then some glow in the Caucasian dark. Caucasian flesh colored. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I never thought about it's, it. It's a racist industry. Bachelorette parties are racist. There you go. You never, <laughs> you never see a bachelorette party carrying around a black dong. White girl bachelorette parties, at least that, yeah. that I've experienced. Well, I mean, that's what we have in Nashville. One of many references to a prior show tonight is a show we did where we walked around downtown Nashville and we ran into a bachelorette party. Filled, mm. it was a multi generational. There were mothers there, which. Is awkward with a blow up doll <laughs> with a you know a proportionally sized penis, which we signed. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty, so pretty sure you can see a picture on that on Tumblr somewhere in the <laughs> abyss of Tumblr. So <laughs> sorry. I know. I know. Um, people have different l- relationships with their parents than I do. Oh, I thought you were going to say penis. Um, my parents, if I said, "Hey, you want to go have a drink?" No. Oh, absolutely. That's a no. Yeah. And definitely, hey, you want to go play with inflatable genitalia <laughs> and have a drink? No. This is what I'm proposing instead of Monopoly right now. <laughs> Nathan's into weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I, have a, I have a different relationship with my parents. Like, yeah. I could have a drink with them. Would you hang point? out, though, with either of your no. parents? No. Like, I mean, no. To make it equal, it would have to be with your dad and an inflatable vagina. Gross. 
That's gross. <laughs> either either scenario is gross. You know, it's weird. It's weird and gross. So anyway, bachelorette parties are weird. Well, we're also two dudes. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what it's like to be ladies. That's okay. I can still declare that weird. Okay, fine. I feel okay with it. That's the that's the misogyny coming in, guys. You know what? I'm fine with it. <laughs> if that makes me a misogynist, <laughs> it's pretty mild. So be it. Pretty mild on the scale of misogyny. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's pretty mild. I'm pretty sure if I were female, I would still look at a bachelorette party and go, ugh. It's just a little. I look at parties and go. Ugh. I do too. Well, social gatherings in general. <laughs> I mean, I like to hang out with one other person. Where we record our thoughts. One, two, maybe three at the most. Right. You get four people in that room. It's too much. It's too I'm, much. I'm shutting down. I kind of feel the same way, actually. I'm done with it. People often think that I'm extroverted because I'm more extroverted than a lot of introverts. But mm-hmm. I'm actually dead. Like, I've taken the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. I am dead fucking center on the Myers-Briggs for ex- introvert, extrovert. See, I, I'm very, dead center. very introvert. Well, I know that. Like if if you look at it, it I'm I'm down here. Yeah, down here on the introvert. It's way <laughs> below. The you middle. don't seem it too much. I outwardly. Here's the thing. Okay. And um, I've had it explained to me this way, and it makes sense to me this way. Hmm. Being an introvert or an extrovert isn't based on how you relate. Yes, it's how you get your energy. That's right. That is right. And I can. In a group of people, talk to people, enjoy the people. Mm-hmm. I don't have a bad time. Right, right. I'm fried by the end of it. That's how I feel too. I mm-hmm. want to go home yep. and collapse and never talk to another person yep. again. Yep, yep. <laughs> For at least like twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I feel, and and I think that's that's the way it's explained. It's been explained to me that way too, and that makes the most sense for me. That makes me see my introvertedness a little more because I am. There are times when I am exhilarated by people. Mm-hmm. There are times. Usually it's when I'm getting them to go along with something that I want to do. <laughs> so you're just exhilarated by like, people following you. Well, yeah. The, you're like this close to being a cult leader. I'm a dictator a little bit. <laughs> a little cult, culty dictator. <laughs> mostly, I'm, mostly I'm getting them to like participate with me in something creative. Right. Like that gets me exhilarated. Like if we like bust out a track one day, mm-hmm. which has mm-hmm. happened before. Yeah. Or we're like playing music together or something like that or like i don't know if writing something like when you and i have written together yeah that was exhilarating for me right yeah i love that but i feel the same way like i lose my ability to be around people all day and then at the end of the day i'm done and i want to be alone exactly and i need like dedicated time alone to really be around other people it it gets to the point sometimes mm-hmm. where, like, on a Friday, mm-hmm. not a Saturday. A Saturday mm-hmm. is a different thing because yeah. I haven't seen people. Sure, sure, sure. But I come home from work, and my wife, <laughs> my wife, <laughs> my wife, will want to <laughs> go do something, mm-hmm. and it's more me going, okay, yeah. you want to go do something, uh, Fine. I eventually relent just because I know it will make her happy <laughs> when all I want to do is go sit down on my couch in my own living room where I control the temperature and the noise. <laughs> I totally get that. Just I totally get that. Be. Quiet is really nice. <laughs> and I'm glad we got to this. I name dropped Dow, the Dow. 
earlier. I've yeah. been listening to. I flirted with with. Okay, this is actually a long story. Okay, I didn't realize I was going to get into this, <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting into it. Here we okay? go. All right, it's happening. Sushi jackknife. I, that's not the end of the show. For those paying attention. Actually, that would be the best end of the show. <laughs> what, it's 10 minutes and then it's just over. I'm going to get into this. <laughs> Snaps, nothing. In credits. <laughs> bum, bum. Have you ever listened to the end music on this show? It's really good. I made it. I ripped off a little bit. But I made anyway. Who'd you rip off? Um, um, uh, Alan Toussaint. Drummer, who I don't know who it was. Are you going to? A little bit. Are you going to tag them on no, this no, no, episode? No. I'm so sure they know? he's dead. I'm sure he's dead. <laughs> Lovely guy, a great drummer. Alan Toussaint was a great composer. He's also dead. Anyway, go listen to "Get Out Your Life, Woman," and you'll hear the drums on the end music of our track. I didn't pay for those. I hope no one hears that. I well, didn't. they can take all the money that we earn from those episodes. <laughs> the negative money. Yeah. yeah, they can have all that money. <laughs> um, so anyway, I've been. Uh, when I was about 15, I went to the Discovery Channel store in the mall. I, I'm familiar. This is doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. Um, Which is a shame because it was a great store. It was a fun store. They had animal stuff everywhere. Like everything you so would want. So educational. Yeah. And kind of at random, I picked up a book on Zen. It's just called Zen. It's an introduction to Zen Buddhism or Zen that, practice. It right? feels like an odd thing to be at the Discovery Store, but mm-hmm. everything at the Discovery Store seemed like an odd thing to it's, be at the Discovery Store. It's like if PBS had a store, yeah, which I wish existed. That would be great if that <laughs> existed. Um, so I pick up this book and I start reading, and, and that kind of led me to doing a bit of meditation. And mm-hmm. it was very heavy. I mean, I was 15 when I bought this book, and it was just really heady and over my head. It makes a lot more sense now. Um, but as a 15-year-old, I didn't grasp any of it at all. 15-year-olds are not ready for that, right? no. I'm not, I don't say I'm, gra- I, I'm not saying I grasp it fully now, but I grasp it more. So it was kind of an introduction to what is Zen, right? Right. Um, so I used to go out in the woods and, like, meditate when I was a kid. On your rock? Uh, sometimes on the rock. On the big rock. Ah, you remember hey. the rock. And sometimes there was this tree that was, like, eight trees growing out of one tree. I love those trees. I called it the eight tree. Mm-hmm. And I used to meditate there sometimes too in the woods. It was great. So I flirted with that for a long time, kind of forgot about it for the, a long period. And now, then it differ- real quick, yeah, yeah. when we talk meditation, yeah. are we talking transcendental? No, no, no. Okay, no. so just. I didn't have a mantra. I okay. just sat there and was quiet. And I, I'm all for I do. I do occasional meditation, hmm. but the mantra, no, that's not well, happening ever in my life. Look, I, that's, yeah. That's one would, way. You know? What would happen if I had that was I would pick a mantra. Right. And I'd start meditating. <laughs> and one minute into my meditation, I'd be like, I can come up with a better mantra than that. <laughs> and then I'd spend the rest of my time trying to come up with a different mantra. You would edit the mm-hmm. mantra mm-hmm. as you went. I'd never writer. have a good mantra. <laughs> <laughs> this is my draft 57 mantra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know I can do better than this one. Ugh. <laughs> um. So I flirt with it for many years. I go back and forth, right, um, doing it. And I've, I've meditated at different times. Never, I mean, cons- periods of consistency and mm-hmm. then drop off. And I've listened to books on it and read books on it here and there and listened to podcasts and stuff. I found a podcast this week um, about Taoism. It's called What's This Tao All About? It's a great show where you've got this guy who is a, who is a Taoist preacher. I mean, not preacher, uh, teacher. See. I'm, mm-hmm. in this, I'm in this worldview, right? 
and a guy who knows very little and is just kind of getting into it, right? And he's, you know, it's it's light. It's very light, but it's it's also it has its deep moments. So I've been listening to that. It's funny that you mentioned Transcendental because on one show, the teacher is like, yeah, I have all their mantras written down. <laughs> so if you want them, I'll give them to you. <laughs> People pay thousands and thousands of dollars to do Transcendental. Right. Right. And like, then he's just stealing mantras. Yeah. Like the Seinfelds of the world. And I think David Lynch does it. Right. Um, well, and other people. isn't that, I mean, that's what the Beatles went and yeah, they were doing did Transcendental. for months at a time in it, India. Yeah. And... <laughs> which resulted in the White Album. Yeah. So, uh, well, Dear Prudence, right, was like one of the women wouldn't come out or something. I, you know? I still imagine that they went there for transcendental meditation for mm-hmm. the most part. And Ringo. <laughs> Ringo's a goofball. Ringo's a goofball. I just imagine he was there trying to mess with everyone <laughs> while they were meditating. <laughs> like just sticking his finger in John's <laughs> ear. And <laughs> One really interesting thing that I found that kind of, you occasionally have these moments in life where you're like, whoa, major a major connection happened. Where it's like, okay, something that I connect with on a, at, a, at a real, true, deepish sort of place. Mm-hmm. I say deepish because deep kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah. Everything's really deep when you're 17. Right. And it, when you're an adult, I'm 32. Well, and inevitably, whatever you're about to say, yeah. some person will go, yeah, that's pretty deep. Well, and yeah. then the next person listening to it will go, what an idiot. What a- Asshole. What a jackass. <laughs> what? Oh, fuck this podcast. Um, which I routinely say yeah. when, I, when I'm editing. Not really. Um, <laughs> no heavy editing goes into this. Believe me, guys. So they believe you. <laughs> they believe me. Um, <laughs> they know it to be true. So Z- I found out years later because I connected with Zen, mm-hmm. but not Buddhism as a whole. Right. The Dalai Lama is a great guy, but like. The Tibetans get into some interesting kind of almost like Catholic Buddhism kind of things that it's I'm sort weird. of like. It gets weird. It's deep. It's deep, yeah. right? There are characters, and I don't really want characters. Does that make sense? <laughs> I want like vanilla philosophical yeah. kind of general type things, right, for the most part. I mean, the other stuff is interesting, but it, it turns me off, right, at a, at a certain level. So I, I found out not too long ago that Zen grew out of Taoism, this particular branch of Taoism, uh, I think it's called, I'm probably getting this wrong, but Chen, or it sounds like Zen. And Zen was the Japanese interpretation, Chan, I'm sorry, Chan. This Chan Buddhism incorporated a lot of Taoism. Interesting. And then Zen Zen comes out of Japan's interpretation of Chan. So I was like, oh my God, the same things that I've been interested in since I was a kid all tie back to this thing, right? So Zen mm-hmm. is essentially a copy of a copy. It's a copy of a It's a Xerox, okay. yeah. 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 Well, it's like it's a lot of Taoism mm-hmm. incorporated into Buddhism, right? And Zen, I don't know if anyone knows, but Zen is like – Zen is the most like funny slash difficult to understand but also like profound kind of – thing that I've ever encountered, you know right. what I mean? Um and Taoism is just like, well, you just take you take the sort of not really worship of the Buddha, but you take the the admiration of the Buddha out of it because it's like, well, before that guy, right. we still had the same ideas. You know what I mean? 
So it's really interesting, and, and I definitely recommend What's This Dow All About? Right. T-A-O is how you spell Dow, even though you say it like D right? Um, to people out there. <laughs> Don't know how we got here, but I well, felt like it was worth mentioning. And anyone who is listening to this getting tripped up on the religious idea of yeah. meditation, um, first off, gently I'm going to tell you to knock it off. <laughs> but, but the reason is um, in meditation, there's like a strong scientific background into the benefits of it. So there, there's, a, uh, there's a guy who came to speak to uh, my work a while back that he's – we're back to sports, by the way. This is fun. Oh, great. Uh, he's a sports scientist. Sports to zen. He's a sports psychologist okay. type of guy Okay. Um, that works with people like Steph Curry – Wow. Big names yeah, yeah, yeah. in the sports industry. And one of the big things he teaches them is mindfulness. Oh, yeah. Because if your mind is clouded, mm-hmm. you can't you know, make as quick of decisions. You right. can't do anything right. as quickly. Right. So there's a scientific study he was talking about um, about – and I'm, I know I'm going to get the number here wrong. Sure, sure. <laughs> but um, – the brain benefits from meditation. Yes. The minimum amount to benefit your brain. The minimum amount is six minutes of meditation a day. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, to get your brain to peak ability, yes. it's about 20, I want to say 25 minutes. Okay. You have to meditate a day. Okay. And your brain starts firing uh, at its peak. That's now, of course, I don't know that right. because I make it to six and i'm like i'm done i can't do any more yes i'm thinking about you know my toenails or right. whatever that's actually not a bad thing to think about your toenails well but in in the context i'm yeah. thinking about uh, them it's not great okay. it's not like huh i wonder what my toenails are you know feeling it's it's more along the lines <laughs> of i really should clip those <laughs> those are disgusting you know, no. i i know i have clippers where are they at <laughs> I think they're in this drawer. That's a, well. The last time I saw them, they weren't there. They were in the laundry room. Well, <laughs> and then you're angry at your wife because you're like, she probably uh, did moved. She move it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's interesting because, and there is a lot of science behind the benefits of meditation. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, anyone who denies it is just ignoring science. So you're probably a flat Earth, uh, global, you know, climate change does denier. denier. Yeah. You're you're Trump, yeah. You're Donald Trump. If you if you're... <laughs> who could who could greatly benefit from meditation? I think anyone can. Um... Yeah, but, but <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> you know him. He wouldn't actually do it, and then he'd start going. You know who's the best at meditation? Yeah. Me. Me. I meditate better than anyone else. <laughs> Four hundred levi- minutes a day. I could levitate. I'm so mindful. I'm the most mindful person mm-hmm. you'll ever mm-hmm. meet. He's talking to the Dalai Lama. Exactly. I'm so mindful, Dalai Lama. <laughs> D- can I call you DL? Can we keep this on the DL? I talked to the Dalai Lama. <laughs> He's a great guy. He's not as great, great as me. I meditate better. <laughs> That's why I'm now offering Trump meditation cushions. <laughs> By the way, like, if you don't know anything about meditation, I feel like most people today know something about meditation. If they don't, they should. It does not have to be complicated. It does not no, have to be it's hard. it's just breathing. It's just breathing. You don't have to have any special equipment. If you get a cushion, great. If you don't get a cushion, fine. You I can sit in a chair, I, whatever. At work, take a break, and I go into a 
a room where no one is at. There you go. And I sit down. That's perfect. That is the amount of equipment it requires. Yes, yes. A quiet place. <laughs> I do it in a chair at work a lot of times. And then I at home, I do have a cushion, which has been an aid and a hindrance at different points because of the way my body feels. From yeah, day to day. I, I couldn't do a cushion. Well, it, when you sit like a certain way, it definitely helps. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Six, the six minutes thing is really interesting to me. Yeah. I worked up to doing, when I am being consistent, 12 minutes. And I feel a shift happen at about 10. Yeah. Where I sort of, you the can, busy goes away. The busy mind goes away. You can feel it mm-hmm. if you do, I mean, even if you do four or five minutes, mm-hmm. you can feel a difference from the beginning to yes. the end. It's your, beneficial. Your brain is clearer. Yeah. You're, um, you're more relaxed. Right. You don't. Like things that happen just don't stress you out as much. Yeah, right. I mean, they they'll still stress you out, right? But right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but it's not it, things are a little like the volumes turned down mm-hmm. on everything a little bit. Um, to to add to it, and this is my own scientific study here. Okay, all right. <laughs> Mildly mm. scientific. Let's not get crazy here. Okay. <laughs> um, my my work has decided they don't want all the employees to die. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a really positive aspect of them. Um, so they, to help us, installed a blood pressure cuff. Oh, that's neat. Into one of the tiny rooms off of the break room. I don't know why the room exists. It's a little tiny room off of the break room. Maybe it's for you to meditate in, bro. Maybe now. Might be. So I have done an experiment where I take my blood pressure while I'm working. And then I meditate for six minutes. Okay. And I take my blood pressure again. Yes. Instantly, it was like, I mean, I say instantly, six minutes later. <laughs> That's pretty instant. Though. Right. Yeah. It was down like 20 points. Wow. Now, obviously, I was stressed going into it. Yes. It was not like I came in and I relaxed for five minutes before I took my blood pressure. Right. But... I mean, some of that helps there, you know. By the way, in our podcast feed, you will find two things. One, a sarcastic take on a meditation tape. It was really good. It is it is actually pretty good. I like it a lot. Just, you know. And then some legit music that Debert and I made. You'll mm-hmm. remember Debert from episode 6061 or so. I uh, She should come back on. We need her to come back on. She's great. For episode 100. Oh, yeah. I want Debert on. I was planning on having her around. Okay. I mean, I haven't talked to her about it, but... Well, she's going to do it. <laughs> Tell her I say so. Episode 100 is coming. I this miss is... I miss Dilbert so much. She's great. She's a great presence. Mm-hmm. Um, very very she, calm. She's actually the most calming presence we've had on this podcast. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. You and I are not calming at all. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no, no. This, uh, this show, a lot of times, is like... Hey, I'm nervous about X. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a while. We're all going to (laughs) die. Politics, politics, politics. (laughs) Stupid joke, stupid joke, stupid joke. Anyway. I'm um, laughing so I don't cry. That is a lot (laughs) of the thesis of this show. Yeah. Yes. I'm laughing so I don't cry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, And and, and I have – I've done the 12 minutes twice a day before, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Once once kind of in the morning time-ish, in the morning-ish, 10 yeah, o'clock-ish. Yeah, yeah. And then in the evening right before bed, which is which is good because otherwise I'd just be watching the same episodes of Who's Line from the 90s 
UK version again to fall asleep. It can't be funny the second time. Oh, it, it, it almost gets better. There's a point. <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm searching out older seasons on YouTube. Okay. Because they're not on Hulu. <laughs> and, yeah, there's a point. So, so I'm reaching the point. you burnt yourself out I, on, on a the Hulu. few. Because yeah. I kind of, I, like, know the bits. Here's how I know what episode I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Two things. Clive Anderson's tie. Okay. He never repeats it. Who is directly behind Clive Anderson? Okay. Because they are so identifiable. There's like a person over each shoulder almost. Now, right? when you're watching this, <laughs> okay. are there um, certain participants that you, you're you watching and you're like, oh, crap. They're on? Yeah. Like contestants? Yeah. Like, um, Performers? I, I think he was on the British one a couple times. Wayne Brady. Or I know Ryan Stiles was on the American oh. or on the British. One. Oh yes. Well, okay. So here is my. Can I give you my ultimate? Yeah. Who's line lineup? Go ahead. No one's <laughs> going to care about this except me. Go nope. ahead. Nope. <laughs> uh, Ryan Stiles. Uh huh. And, and this is in no particular order because I love them all for different reasons. Ryan Stiles is fantastic. He is really fucking good at improv. I don't know what happened to him after the Drew Carey show. I know he was on that. He was on that. And he was on Who's Line first. Yeah. And, and I don't know what he did before else. that. Yeah. I have no idea where he he's is. He is fucking brilliant at improv. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's really great. Yeah. Um, Colin Mockery is also really good. Yes. Um, he, he has a he's, podcast, he's, I believe. Oh, really? No, Maybe. Shit. I, no, 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 no. Not him. Um, oh. The you, third. Just keep going. The th- well, this is going to hit it for you. The third is Greg Proops. That's, that's Greg who Proops has, has a podcast. podcast. That's it. Greg yeah. Proops, I like a lot as a human being mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I think he's hilarious. He is fantastic on whose line he would always argue mm-hmm. with uh clive anderson the host <laughs> continually he's he is so snarky they're yeah. so sorry but you can tell they like each other but they're also being really greg, greg hard Proops. on each other i love greg there's Proops. not really another way to describe greg Proops mm-hmm. on that show other than bitchy <laughs> he is, like he's, he is. he's little bitchy <laughs> but he's great he's also really he's also really fucking good at it yeah. he's really funny oh I, well he plays bitchy really well well the three of them the three of them are – I don't even care who the fourth person is yeah. if the three of them Anyone. are Anyone. That's my favorite combo. Okay. I like – Man, uh, you went really American. Oh, I did. Well, yeah. Well, one Canadian, two Americans, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. Um, there are some early ones – well, there's some throughout where um, Stephen Fry is on. Mm-hmm. He's not that good at improv. No. But I just like seeing Stephen Fry. Anything with Stephen Fry is good. Is good. Um, there's the guy – fuck. Um – Another American who I like, uh, the kind of the kind of bigger guy. Fuck, his name escapes me right now, but he's he's actually really funny. Um, Josie Lawrence is great. She's mm-hmm. British. Uh, I think she's actually fantastic. And the other woman whose name Carolyn cannot remember her last name right now. She is also great. I, I when they're on like, together, it's wonderful too. I always felt like it was weird on that show. So when I when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I watched the American version of it. Yeah. And then Comedy Central started airing reruns of the British version. That's where I saw it. And I was yes. like, oh, I don't care about the American That's version That's exactly anymore. how I thought. Drew Carey, shut up. Yeah. You shut up. Yeah. Um, Clive is much better. But both versions, <laughs> it was shocking the lack – like looking back on it, I yeah, would yeah. watch it and I'd be like, oh, that's – there's a woman. Yeah. It was – Really rare. <laughs> oh, it was very rare. I mean, and I know. Yes, there are a lot of women who do improv. Oh, yes. Why were they not on there? I feel the same way. Was it Clive Anderson? No, I don't. Can think we so. blame? Can we blame Clive? I don't want to blame him. I really love him 
a lot, and I don't want to blame him for anything. Anything. I love I, him. He also had a chat show that that was airing at the same in the same era mm-hmm. as Whose Line, and um, he basically you can find it on YouTube. I I I don't know what it's called. You can find it just by searching Clive Anderson. Right. He basically just had people on to like fuck with them for a half hour on BBC Four. It was fantastic, and Stephen Fry was on that several times as well. Of course. So, and they would fuck with each other back and forth. It was kind of naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> so there's where where are we? Well, here here's what I was about to do. Okay. I'm I'm going to give you a choice here. Okay. Wanna... We can transition into the week's events. Yes. Or I can tell you about random thoughts I had while I was at work this week. Let's go with random thoughts and see if we get to week's events. I I mean, it will probably happen at some Everyone's point. heard what's happening. Yeah. Happen, um, happening. Yeah. So this week has been very boring. Okay. <laughs> I've also been bored this week. <laughs> um, which makes my mind wonder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I wanted to throw this out to you. Okay. Um, just a quick query here yeah which is weirder okay okay a guy who walks without moving his arms at all okay or a guy who walks while moving his arms too much Mm, not at all not at all okay you say that i say that but i assume and you're doing like i did initially moving your arms too much you're picturing like a speed walker you're picturing a guy who's moving way too fast while he's walking. Yeah, I mean, I am picturing a guy who's okay moving fast while he's walking. Right. Now, take that. Okay. Delete that image. Okay. <laughs> Imagine a guy walking slowly <laughs> while his arms extend to the sky with okay. each step. Okay. This- Very <laughs> slowly and deliberately. This guy is not Richard Simmons. It, I mean, it could be. Okay. I just yeah, either way, it's weird. I see Richard Simmons doing this for some reason. Okay, picture it with Richard Simmons. Okay, I'm picturing arms it. arms straight down to his side. It's weird versus arms while slowly <laughs> meandering. It's weird because he. I'm picturing him with like double long arms. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, they would seem longer because. Right. I mean the motion. If he's doing this, he's not he's not holding them stiff. They're like weird gumby arms to, to be swinging about. To be fair to the listener, you're doing like a loose penguin arm. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, okay. All right. They're um, just like flapping about in the breeze. Here's the thing. Can I can I just break this down yeah. for you? Yeah. Um I feel like <laughs> I feel like someone who walks straight armed without moving them. Mm-hmm. Is like maybe a sociopath? Well, yeah, right. I, I mean, obviously they're a serial killer, right? Because like people do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see like the sort of like we're millennials, but I could see like the younger millennial mm-hmm. like stuck to their device and just not moving the other arm. Yeah, I could see that as okay. a possibility. Okay. So maybe that's not so bad. <laughs> Wild. Movement of arms. They're probably not murdering anyone. Right. But, okay, take murder out of the equation. Okay. (laughs) If you're you're walking very slowly and moving your arms with that much, like, you're just Just imagine someone walk by you, their arms swinging, 
and they glare at you menacingly while walking slowly by. <laughs> I don't find them as dangerous. Mm-hmm. I do find them probably more <laughs> off-putting, though. In a, they're more off-putting. Yeah, yeah. But they're definitely not as men. It's weird. <laughs> it is. Well, because, look, like, we all know that there is this human thing that runs through human beings, right? Uh-huh. We do certain things in general. We smile at each other. Mm-hmm. We look each other in the eye. Yeah. Um, we shake hands. You know, in most cultures, you do this with your head, it means no. You yeah. do this with your head, it means yes. We move our arms when we walk, at least slightly. A little bit. <laughs> a it's little important bit. to do it a little bit. Well, we, Get some momentum going. You got to. If you don't swing your arm, your watch doesn't count your steps. I was going to, I knew you would work pedometers. But. Up somehow. If you do it too much. Yeah. It thinks you're taking gigantic steps. <laughs> or you're swimming or yeah. something. <laughs> you're doing the backstroke. <laughs> so a person who doesn't move their own art. Their ohms. Wow. I feel like the Tao is breaking in. A person who doesn't move their arms at all when they're walking yeah. seems off Yeah, in that kind of like, hey, my brain's not right. They're not mentally there. Kind of way. Where it's not the arms. Re- yeah. This is why I, I go to arm swinging. Yeah. The arms straight down, they're not there. But the right. arm swinging yeah. wildly, yeah. that's a conscious decision. I was going to say that. It's a choice. <laughs> that is a choice. You have thought it through, <laughs> and you've gone, I'm going to walk in an exaggerated method. You're right. Um, it's just the way I like to move about. <laughs> Everyone else is walking that way. No, thank you. I'd like to get my momentum going <laughs> a little bit here. On a downhill, if you're moving your arms a lot, you might fall over. Yeah. Oh, it would be bad. <laughs> it could be horrendous. I um, hope you have health insurance. Yeah. So I took a poll at work. Okay. Um, wow. And it was a split decision. But how many amongst people my did two, you ask? Okay. Two people. Okay. Two people. Everett and? Yeah. I demonstrated both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost... So um, the two people I asked... You were bored. Yeah. I asked my... Um, my older coworker, he he's about forty. Can we call him Yuval? Yeah, and I asked my uh, younger female coworker. Oh, she's about Everett. twenty-two. Everetta. Yeah. Um, so he was all on board with the arm swinging. <laughs> she was against. She was arm straight down. Yeah. Until I demonstrated by walking by her cubicle a few times, <laughs> the arm swinging method. Yeah. And then she was kind of like undecided a little bit. (laughs) I do have issues with your sample size. It's not great. Well, but you did get a male and a female. Mm -hmm. I I will say that I think for women, I think women are better at picking up on creepy than men are. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. Because they know. They have to worry about it. Like I, and this is actually, this came up on the Dow podcast, oddly enough. But I've noticed this in my life too. There have been guy friends that I've had Mm -hmm. where I've talked to my wife or other female friends about them and no matter what we're saying about them they're like "Mm, I don't know about that guy (laughs) like they just get a weird vibe you're talking about me aren't you no not you actually you make you you, I'm not gonna say you have a way with the ladies well but you don't make them (laughs) I'm straightening my imaginary bow tie right now right because you're wearing a Ramones (laughs) t-shirt um 
I won't say you have a way with the ladies, but you don't make them feel uncomfortable. I try not to. It's, yeah. it's one of my goals in life yeah. is yeah. to not make any lady feel uncomfortable to be in a room with me. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I, uh, um, hmm. It's a modest goal. <laughs> I'm very lucky, as we all are. I think all men, all conscious men, feel lucky to have a wife at all. That's That's like... 30% of men you just because, said right there. Right, because like <laughs> it just seems like improbable that it should happen. Well, we're gross. Yeah. We're all gross. <laughs> and I, we and we I mean, I don't know, like I every time I had a girlfriend, mm-hmm. I was just so grateful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so extreme because I'm like you don't have to do this, you know. You like <laughs> there are a lot better choices you could make with yeah, your time. That's right. than this. Than this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's most a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of guys that are uh, woke. Let's yeah. say, yeah. They, any guy who doesn't realize that, shaping up. You need to drop him. Get smart to the ladies who are listening, of which there are maybe none. Mm. You need to drop. Him. I I wish we had more ladies he, listening. He needs to appreciate you. If well, we have ladies listening, yeah, email. Would you let or us tweet know, us, please? Please. I think we're curious now. I I feel. I feel like we we have become a very uh, guy-oriented podcast, mostly because we both have penises. Um, as of now, yes. Peni. That's, yeah. That's uh, the plural There's I've chosen. I, I, say I feel like we two. need more female energy. I would love that. If if, yeah. if you are in, indeed a female listener, we would love to hear from you. Um, particularly. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so girls, I think, pick up on creepy dude energy. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of it. So I'm that I yeah, think it's actually it. harder for it. them to not pick up on it <laughs> because it's everywhere they go. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We're putting ourselves in the shoes here, the flats yeah. of the of the ladies a little not bit. Not the heels. I can't handle that. I don't think I could <laughs> oh, either. No, I think thank I'd you. die. I mean <laughs> I, I, maybe in time, but you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> it feels like it would be pokey. <laughs> Well, men's bodies, like, too, I don't know if you've noticed, but men's bodies are kind of like a downward triangle. Yeah. And women's bodies, like, I mean, there's variance, right? There's a lot of variance. But women's mm-hmm. bodies tend to they have hips. There, there's a curvature. There's a curvature happening, yeah. which is wonderful. It's a wonderful curvature. I love it. I love every yeah. single instance it's of good. it in the it's world. It's good, yeah. Um, so I feel like being that we come to a triangle, mm-hmm. like, the widest part of me is just shoulders, right? Yeah. And then everything else goes down, mm-hmm. right? I feel like putting myself up on points, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work like geometrically. You know what? You say somehow. that. Yeah. But I have been to play. <laughs> play is a gay club. Um, <laughs> and there was a drag show at play. Okay. And they can work those high heels like you wouldn't believe. Practice. Practice. Yeah. Oh, it takes a lot of practice, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Practice. <laughs> I mean, a lot of commitment there. I have not been to Good that. Good for them. But I would like to go to that. Good luck. <laughs> I. No, it's. <laughs> here's I mean, the I thing. I think I can go. There's no question of me going. And this is when I realized that I 100% really just don't, don't care about uh, sexual orientation. Yeah. Nothing bugged me about play. Mm hmm. Aside from play is 
the music choices. Well, that's true. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. I there's not. I've been to Pride and mm-hmm. and and loved it, but the but but the like. And I like synthesizers, but they like extreme synth pop the, the share situation. Play, it no. was like share, and <sighs> they in the dance area they were playing Nicki Minaj. No, 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 like, no. I don't think like so. there's better dance music even. Like, I surely gay people have better taste in music than I, that. I know they do. I know Come they on, do. I know they do. Come on, I'm sure they do. Um, so the other thought I had. <laughs> okay, Whoa. transitioning. Um, so I think. I was thinking a good way to make myself more interesting. You're pretty in interesting. Life. Well, but to make myself more interesting. See how I'm cheerleading for you, though? I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, would be to develop a good phobia. Okay. Not like a lot of people are afraid of snakes yeah. or ladders or yeah. heights or anything like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But <laughs> let's say we went out in public. Okay. <laughs> and... I just lost it every time I saw a blonde lady. Okay. Like, I just freaked out. <laughs> Someone in that crowd would go, that guy's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, since, since we are where we are, you would freak out about every two or three seconds. Yeah. Oh, it There's would be a, a lot, lot of, of freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm picturing you, like, on, like, Broadway, which mm-hmm. is the main drag here in Nashville. On, on Broadway, I would just be <laughs> full panic attack <laughs> mode. I would go fetal about Third Street. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that you guys think about Nashville, if you don't live here, by the way, exists in maybe four blocks. Yeah. It's not a lot. That's lie. it. <laughs> That's it. The rest of the city could give a fuck. Um but there's about four blocks where it's all cowboy hats and honky tonks and mm-hmm. bachelorette parties, um, yeah. experiencing those things. Yes, and occasionally a snake person. If you go, again, <laughs> if you go back and listen to our episode on the street, we talked to some snake people, which was interesting. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I don't know if it's a hard I, listen or not. I have no it, idea. It was, um, it was the most sincere snake person I've ever met. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, but they were yeah. evangelical about the snakes. Yeah. If I were going down Broadway, I'd be gone almost immediately, <laughs> just freaking out. And there would, at some point, I would go fetal if I had this phobia. I would probably be surrounded by a horde of people going, "What's wrong with that guy?" <laughs> That's a that's a sign of interest and, right there. And, and I That's would... a way of showing interest. <laughs> I'm immediately more interesting. And I would whip out your thunder jacket <laughs> and rev you in. There it is. It's so shiny. <laughs> so thunder that's, jacket. That's the kind of stuff I thought about, and I'm not exaggerating okay. when I say this. Okay. For two hours. Wow. Yesterday. <laughs> wow. Nathan. Wow. Wow. You need more to do. I, I, uh. Actually, no, you don't. No. This is wonderful. Yeah. Well, I was doing things while I did it. It was just mindless stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And no, so I feel you. I feel you. I was doing mindless stuff, and therefore the mind goes to interesting places. I accomplished a significant <laughs> amount of work today while also experiencing the same things. Mm-hmm. I, the day passed very quickly. Yeah. 
And I ate my Mexican food from Chewy's, and I felt like it took me an hour and a half to eat it. <laughs> it was everything was like everything was like super just time passing. Like I was in the stream. Yeah, I was thinking about synthesizers a lot today. I was in the stream of the synth world, but like when I sat down to eat my fajitas, like time stopped. It's actually kind of wonderful when you when you think about it. Until later, when you have a nice big hot brown. Well, I was so tired. <laughs> t- well, <laughs> fuck you. I, I just was so tired yeah. later on. Just so tired. Um, all right, we have to cover a little something because it's been. Well, how how much time do we have left? I mean, I don't know, like two minutes. Well, I can cover it in hot takes. Let's here. do it. Hot okay. takes. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare everyone here. These are hot takes off the dome. <laughs> That's right. Should I give you a beat? Yeah. I mean, I need the beat. <clears throat> well, no, I mean, not from you. <clears throat> like, Just stop that. I want the me, music. For me, from later. Give me the music. Fuck. I don't have it, like, on All right, so this week, <laughs> um, after many, many days of Donald Trump Jr. Hmm. Uh, being involved in a story... The, the New York Times was reporting about oh that's perfect about uh, meeting with a Russian attorney trying to get dirt on Hillary Clinton during the campaign like he had denied it many many times he then earlier this week released the email stream himself on Twitter showing <laughs> that he had in fact gone to meet this person with the express purpose of getting information on Hillary Clinton. <laughs> he did indeed. Okay. Now my question to you, good sir. Sorry, I'm mixing. Uh, no, but you have to answer the question. Okay. <laughs> Is, <laughs> what's the next thing he decides to release on Twitter that's going to incriminate him? <laughs> Pictures of his bachelorette party. <laughs> There's going to be so many penises. Just so many inflatable penises there. By the way, if I ever have a bachelorette party, I'll take a little bit of both. Um, a little bit of... Yeah. Of both... Genders. Oh, I, I didn't know There's if you more meant like gender. both Sexes. colors of inflatable penis. Well, that too. Okay. Let's have a rainbow. <laughs> um, no, the other thing to point out about that, Jared Kushner was at that meeting. Oh, yeah. Paul Manafort was at uh-huh. that meeting. Um, and now they're saying other Russians <laughs> were at the meeting. There are at least two Russians. At least you know, two Russians. I I just think it's an interesting tactic. Oh my god! To go, no, it didn't happen. Okay, well here's the proof that everything you thought happened happened. How many lawyers? <laughs> look, there are more lawyers defending people in this administration than there are seats filled within this administration. That's true. There is a empty desk for like deputy I, director of like clean water. I will remind you <laughs> that Trump's lawyer has hired a lawyer. A lawyer, indeed. They have lawyers on lawyers on lawyers. <laughs> Did you hear, by the way, this ties it all back together, Nathan, for baseball. Okay. Did you hear that Eric Trump's – it is Eric Trump, not Donald <laughs> Trump Jr., right? Uh, it is Eric Trump. Uh, wh- which one? That met with the Russians? That met with the Russians. That was Donald Trump Jr. Oh, shit. Okay. Eric Trump would not be <laughs> given anything that major right. to do. So, <laughs> Good point. So Donald Trump Jr.'s lawyer's name is Ty Cobb. 
He is, in fact, a relative, a direct descendant. Oh, good. That guy, Ty Cobb. Uh, the biggest asshole in baseball? Yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Hall of Famer. Also hated minorities and loved to spike people. There you go. <laughs> loved it. Um, so a cadre of assholes. After, yeah. after this email was leaked, there were mentions about having uh, DJT Jr., uh-huh. as I'm going to call him, okay. speak in front of Congress to testify about what the meeting was. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump mm-hmm. uh, said that he would be willing to have this happen. <laughs> <laughs> so he's throwing his kid under the bus. <laughs> the question I have here, <laughs> his namesake, is... Number one, is this the approval that Donald Trump Jr. has always wanted? (laughs) Trump is finally approving that he can do something. Now, it's testifying in front of of Congress in a hearing that's definitely going to get him in more trouble. But still, he's saying, hey, kid, you can do it. So, there's that question. Yes. Part two. Okay. All right. How far (laughs) would things have to go before Donald Trump went, no, you guys, leave my kid alone. This comes back to me. Well, that's not going to happen. (laughs) That is not. uh, We Okay, look. We are going to see him on trial before Congress at some point, him being the president. Mm Mm-hmm. Prior to that, we're going to see everybody up to Melania and Barron in front of Congress if he can help. I'm it. actually really looking forward to the Barron yeah. uh, testifying. It's going to be so good. He knows a lot about computers. <laughs> I I just have a feeling, and this is probably very politically incorrect to say, Okay, but if I heard Barron Trump <laughs> testifying in front of Congress, it would be – the most I wanted to hit a 13-year-old in history. 13? Maybe less than that? I think he's like 11. 11? I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. He could it, be nine with growth hormones. And I I mean, this is solely based on his family. He may be a lovely child. He seems, I don't know. He seemed, you know what? Out of all of them that I've seen, besides Melania, who I feel horrible for, mm-hmm. and Tiffany. And poor Tiffany. We know. We know. You know who's not going to get called to testify in front Tiffany. of Congress? Tiffany, because they'll forget she existed. <laughs> Baron, however, will be there with bells on. And he can yeah. talk to them the whole time about computers. Uh-huh. <laughs> because he's amazing with them. Right. As we learned on the campaign he, trail. He's amazing. <laughs> he knows all all the Facebooks. This kid, this my my son <laughs> with the computers. It's amazing. Just because you're Jesus. amazed by it doesn't mean he's great. It just means you're old. That's all it means. Uh, in France this week. Yeah, oh, baby, I'm so glad you got to this. Oh, I'm yes. so glad you got to this. Donald Trump was greeting the president <laughs> and then multiple times to the president's <laughs> wife, the French first lady, and to the president mentioned how great of shape she is in. Oh, man. <laughs> and... How great that is. My question to you, over and under. I I want an over under here. All right. How many world (laughs) leaders' spouses will Donald Trump um, treat like meat? (laughs) 
during his presidency. <laughs> Does that include uh, the many wives of Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 14. Okay. Yeah. So are you taking the over on 14? I'm taking Do you think the... it's going to be more than 14? More or... than 14. Okay. Well, there's the G20. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Every one of those people has a spouse. <laughs> Or partner of some kind. Oh, the the thing to remember about Macron, our 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 uh, our fearless leader in France, Macron, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's married to a, an older lady. So the fact that he said that Trump said she's in great shape is pretty fucking shitty, actually. And I will point out, by the way, and this is not meant. I mean, it she is in good shape. It it just adds extra insult. It's, I think it's just gross. If a blob of a human being right, right. <laughs> is objectified. Right. This all goes back to his misogyny because you're in great shape. Also, <laughs> I'm going to have five Big Macs tonight. <laughs> For starters. <laughs> I, you, have I, you seen those guys on Epic Meal Time? It's my favorite cooking show. I, I just, I find it amazing and I know money does interesting things in life. Oh man, does it. But, that a person <laughs> who is the shape of a rotting pear. Oh, I like that. We'll say a rotting pear mm-hmm. is allowed to objectify women and half of the country goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's where it's we're at. It's fine. That's, Whatever. You know, 2017, baby. That's where we are. And, and lastly. Okay. Here, All right. Uh, Michael Caputo. Okay. A he was a an advisor in the Trump campaign. Oh uh, yes. Said that he denied having any knowledge okay. of any contact with Russia. Now here's here's the real question here. Does this mean that people like Kushner, because Kushner and Manafort were involved. They were involved. Were going behind the back of everyone else. In the campaign. Mm -hmm. Or is Michael Caputo a tremendous liar? (laughs) I'm going to go with tremendous liar. He wasn't the guy that came out and said, like, hey, I was there, too, just so everyone knows. No, no, no. He he said, um, (laughs) I spent my time in front of the committee detailing the fact that I had no contact with the Russians. (laughs) So he's actually, in a way... Like trying to throw everyone else under the because right, we right. have definitive proof right. that the campaign did have contact with the Russians. Yes, we he now went have in front of a committee and went, "Look, I didn't do it." <laughs> <laughs> My question is, they like, definitely did. Not this guy. <laughs> I have two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, I was going to ask you how you thought Bob Mueller was feeling right now. Bob Mueller is happy, and here's why. Okay. He's not having to do any investigation because Donald Trump Jr. is just going, here, hey, you want to look into things? Well, I got all the proof right here. (laughs) My second question, how is James Beauregard, that's not his middle name, that's Jeff Sessions' middle name, Yeah, Comey feeling right now? Slightly vindicated. Slightly vindicated. Also, I would say pretty happy that everyone is so distracted with this that they're not talking about how there might have been classified information in some of his notes. Yeah. 
Comey was not good at his job. <laughs> I I wonder if he on his podcast. Yeah. Right now, I wonder what he's talking about. It, by the way, his podcast Comey Time. Comey Time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It talks about mostly model trains. It is his place of peace. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the other thing that he does on his podcast, he gets on there with Neil Gorsuch and just swaps witticisms of the 1950s. Um, <laughs> it's a very pleasant show. Oh, it's a very actually, show. I feel like if he were to have a podcast, you would listen to it and just feel like a slightly better person yeah. by the end of it just because it was so clean. <laughs> It would be a lot of gosh golly. Squeaky. Yeah. Squeaky. Gosh golly, guys. Gosh golly. You guys seen what in the, what's in the news? Gosh golly. Huh. Well, anyway. Moving on. The uh, model train set the, that we have this week. It's really coming together. It's a double O set. I got 15 <laughs> oil cars. I painted all of them the same color of orange. Uh, oh, fuck. So anyway, um, on top of that, we have a bonus um, quick hit here. Are you kidding? I, well, I had forgotten about this. Okay, all right, all right, even better. So this is a follow-up quick hit. Okay. You might recall a while back I mentioned that Kid Rock had considered <laughs> running for Senate. Indeed. Kid Rock this week <laughs> launched a website to help him get elected to Senate. Okay. Now, here's my question for you. Okay. How... Screwed are we <laughs> as a country? Um, just regular screwed or mondo screwed? Um, yes. Knowing that Kid Rock <laughs> may have a shot at being in the Senate. Mondo screwed while it's comfortably slipping into the silk <laughs> slipper of a secondhand country. Yeah. <laughs> right above Europe, but not too far above Europe, right under China. I'll just remind everyone, this is the rapper that transitioned nearly seamlessly into country music. Oh, absolutely. No, he should not. I saw him on an episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with Guy Fiatti. That should immediately disqualify him <laughs> from any political seat ever. He's also the only guy to ever use Cheryl Crow as a bridge. That's true. To get from one genre <laughs> to another. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. God damn. 